Get ready for the dice you deserve. This is Cosmopunk. Blood and Sand, a homebrew Starfinder story featuring the crew of the Leica 7. Hi, I'm RJ and I play V, a middle-aged, slightly overweight, slightly mad MB Vesk mechanic and their drone flyby. V's the sort of mechanic who has the intellect to build a weapon of mass destruction, but not the intellect to know why they shouldn't. Hey, I'm Pan and I play Baff, cobalt android mage, lost soul, captain of Leica 7 and currently absent on the trail of her missing father and answers to her past. Hello, and I'm Ty, and I play the Leica 7's weapons officer and local shifty-looking Yamalton Coyote, Radar. He's just managed to get the interdimensional demon god from 10,000 years ago out of his brain, and is now desperately trying to not fill the gap with alcohol. And I'm Cypher. I normally play the Leica 7's Yasaki operative otter, Ryder, but for this campaign, I'll be the GM. On the last episode, Radar and V had made it through the Arlian border control without getting their real weaponry confiscated. They met up in the fake plastic suburbia where Ryder's mum and her partner, Tabitha and Mel, live. The crew lied, awkwardly, about why Ryder was absent. She was dispatching members of the Islanti Empire, while Radar and V had been sent to act as bodyguards, and once this had all blown over, Ryder would meet up with the group. This sounds legit, right? Tabitha is confused, but ultimately happy to finally meet up with her daughter's crew. Mel seems much more guarded about the heavily armed mercenary suddenly taking up residence in her partner's home, but ultimately realises this is for her own protection. That evening, Radar is contacted by somebody named Harry Bueller, who left a message at the bar. He wonders what time Ryder's going to be back at work, which Radar finds very suspicious. Regardless, the group settle down, enjoy a lovely spot of tea, and Ryder puts her side of the plan into action. But it's only a matter of time now before the gang realises that Ryder has gone AWOL and retaliates. Episode 5. Market Day. So, where we left off, the night had just begun to sweep in. Uh, V's down at one of the local cocktail bars with Mel and Tabitha. Radar, you're, you're kind of like sat there in the dark watching out the second floor window. Got your night vision eyeball on. It's completely dark still. The street lamps have just sort of come on now, and you can just hear some very distant club music from the city. There's the occasional whine of a, a vehicle flying overhead. Aside from that, there's like chirping noises from some of the insects outside, but it's a warm, peaceful night. And this might actually be setting Radar on edge a little by how tranquil it is here. Is, is he that sort of person? <laughs> Yeah, uh, quiet quiet times, unless they're on radar's terms, don't set him at ease. So yeah, because it's, it's the waiting like, that gets you. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, you know when you start imagining noises? Yeah, he's at that stage, yeah. is he? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he has that, luckily he can, like, he's trained enough to be able to filter that out, but it is happening. Right, okay. Um, yeah. V filters out by going to sleep. Yeah, V and, and Tabs and Mel, they trot back up the driveway about quarter to ten, and they start unlocking the door. Uh, the porch light seems to come on by proximity whenever anyone gets close. Or that could just be Tyson doing that. Um, Tabs and Mel quietly open the door, because they think Radar's gone to sleep at this point. 
the, the sort of whispering. Okay, um, we, we're probably going to turn in for the night. Um, Mel, I think there's some um, some blankets and pillows under the stairs. V, do you want to hey. um, go on the sofa? Oh, oh, hello. Hello. Evening. Did you have a good time? Yes, yeah. lovely time. Fine. Just had a few quiet drinks. Excellent. Well, uh, safe to say that nothing has happened in your absence, so... Yeah, the, the 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 toad is like in the hallway, asleep in his basket, and he opens one eye when you come in. He's like, "What the fuck?" Oh, he's like drifts off back to sleep. It's a toad in the hall. <laughs> oh no! Is it toad of toad hall as well? Good job. <laughs> we winded in some willows right now. <laughs> v, you get bitten by the toad. No, you don't. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, Tabs and Mel look like they're going to turn in for the night. Mel is like going under the stairs. She's getting blankets and pillows. V, what are you guys going to do? Radar's going to bed. I mean, do you want me to keep an eye out for a bit? I mean, I know we're not supposed to be in quite and quite danger for another 24 hours or so, but what do you reckon? Uh, I think you're right. We've got like a day. So it, it sort of makes sense to... Get as much rest as we can. Plus, we've got Talisin watching everywhere. Plus, we've also got their guard toad. We should be fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm leaving uh, Flyby downstairs just in case. Yeah, and uh, I'm putting my gun next to my bed. So I'm gonna lean back into this surprisingly comfortable. There's a lot of there's a lot of sheets on this. Uh, I mean, if you want, we could do a rolling watch. You have the bed. I have the bed for a bit. Then you have the bed for a bit. Uh, no, I'm going to sleep, and then I'm going to stay asleep. Oh, so I just have the bed. <laughs> well, someone's got to sleep in the bed. Yeah, sleep sleep in the bed, V. Yeah, uh, you, you all oh. heard it. <laughs> v disappears in a puff of scales. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's like lizard dandruff in here. Gone. <laughs> yeah, V um, tucks themselves in upstairs. Um, I guess Radar sleeps on the sofa. No, he's going to just stay in the same room and just put his head, uh, put his back against the, the bed and sit on the floor and just doze. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. So you both, um, you both tuck in for the night. Everyone goes to sleep. Can I get a perception roll from both of you, please? At minus 10, because you are now both asleep. Can I roll for flyby instead? Nope. Uh... This is you specifically. You're asleep. Do I get any benefits for having a visual data processor, an invisibility bypass processor, and or night vision processor? You get nothing. Okay, mine was 15, because I rolled a 10. Okay. Uh, my total was 18, including the minus 10. You both sleep beautifully. No noises are heard. And you both wake up the next day to the sound of clattering cutlery from the kitchen. It's early. It's really early. It's like 5.30, 6am. It is 6am. V does not wake up. Oh. oh. <laughs> v is immediately continuing to sleep. Well, The dawn outside is just dazzling white. There's some kind of insects chirping outside still. They sound a little bit like birds. Um, distant stirrings of the city coming to life. People starting to wake up and go about their lives, head to work. There's cars starting up in the neighbourhood. Ships humming mm -hmm. as they drive past overhead. I'm guessing V isn't aware that this time of day even exists. And <laughs> yeah, V works on V time, which is I'm up when I'm up and I'm not when I'm not. Exactly. <laughs> and more to the point, they spend most of their time sleeping on a hammock in an engine room, so they can sleep through a lot of loud noises. I see. V sort of like 
groans and, and turns over and tries to go back to sleep. But from the kitchen, there's this sort of clattering cutlery noise. Uh, there's gentle aroma of coffee and fresh bread coming up the stairs and <laughs> bacon. There's definitely bacon downstairs. This changes everything. Holy shit. <laughs> Radar shakes his head and then turns and like grabs me. He's like, V! V! Yeah, what? Inhale. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means. Sounds, smells like breakfast. Sounds like breakfast. It's, it's breakfast. I hope it looks like breakfast. And yeah, there's a very slight sizzling noise coming from downstairs. Radar's going to maintain eye contact with V, but like walk backwards out of the room on all fours. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, uh, V's going to probably get dressed. What did they pack for this? Just like a bag with some clothes in it. So they're going to pick out whichever shirt looks like the least tatty. Okay. It's a Godzilla shirt. Godzilla shirt, yes! Yeah! The Godzilla shirt's coming out. Are you Are you going downstairs at this point? Yeah, Radar's going to make his way downstairs. And okay, so... You drop downstairs. She's going to use the excuse of her clattering cutlery and thought there was something wrong. How many limbs <laughs> are you walking on by this point? No, no, he's, he's on. He's on his upright. Okay, so Radar has um, stopped becoming a, an SCP and yeah. is now bipedal. And yeah, Mel's in the kitchen. She's pottering around, making breakfast, sort of cleaning up as she goes. The kitchen itself has got a very nice rustic feel to it. There's like half brick on one of the walls. There are various iron skillets and cooking knives hanging up, big black iron stove with a more modern looking hob, it looks like an induction stove. Is there an arger? There is an arger, yes, yeah. that was what I was looking for. Oh, lovely. Radar also note, like, makes a mental note of where all the weaponry is. I mean cutlery. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like knives and uh, various cooking ornaments like hanging up, not ornaments, utensils, you know what I mean. Yeah. There's, um, there's a crochet picture frame on one of the walls that says kiss the cook. And in the middle of the room, there are a few little red stools with cushions on them, and a cute little breakfast bar. Ah. Mel the Beaver waddles up and plops down two bacon sandwiches on fresh, thickly cut bread. There you go. I, I hope none of you two are vegetarian. It's um, just not much grows out here without hydroponics. Radar is trying to conceal the drool. <laughs> yeah, I think Mel smiles a little bit. She said, um, "Is um, is is your your colleague awake? Is V awake?" Uh, they're in the process of waking up. Vesk don't ra rise rapidly. Um, oh, I do, see. Do you mind if I take it up to them? Sure. Um, no, you, v you... appears. Oh, <laughs> wearing Just, what, in a puff of smoke or, or... <laughs> um, not in a puff of scales this time. But uh, uh, they look a bit haggard, but they're clearly awake at this point. Oh, they got some. They got like a Hollywood hangover look to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not that bad, but they just look sleepy. Like okay. Vesk need lots of sleep to live, like cats. That's true. So. And V hasn't um, V hasn't warmed up yet. They haven't sat on their big flat rock yet. Mm. Ah, yes, the basking stone. What's the morning weather like on Acton? It's hot. It's all. It's only like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, and it's already baking hot. God, is it like being on Cyprus? Pretty much, yeah. Cyprus. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Cyprus, Turkey, that sort of place. Okay, so yeah, V's like in the process of becoming fully awake, but they're awake enough to mobilise themselves downstairs and in towards bacon sandwiches. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Look, bacon sandwiches. Oh. Proper ones. Yeah, it doesn't smell like breakfast. Yeah. Just not bacon-flavoured paste. It's actual... Look! 
There's rashers! <laughs> Mel seems quite happy that she's made something that you two obviously like the look of. Um, she's going to be like, um, would, you two, um, <laughs> would you two care for tea or some coffee? I'll like murder a coffee, please. Yeah, coffee, oh. please. Radar's trying not to sob at this point. All right, um, um, it, it might not be as strong as you're used to. This is Akuton coffee. It's it's a little spicy, a, li a little sweet, but it's it, it's good. It's nice. I like it. Yeah, sweet is good. Yeah. Coffee. Yeah. She, she's like boiling the kettle. She flicks on the kettle on the stove. She looks like she's already eaten. She's just kind of like um, made breakfast for you two, and she's she's just goes back to pottering around. Yeah, uh, Radar's gonna sort of like try and politely take a seat, but before he sits down, say, "Is there is there anything you you want to ham with, or or anything anything we can do?" Oh no no no, that's fine. I, I, I know everything is. Unfortunately, though, that's all of the bacon that we had. Um, Tabby said she'd go out shopping though. Um, she'll probably do that once she gets back. Oh, where's back. she going? Back. Oh, she's just out walking the frog. She won't be long. Okay. Walking the frog. She's walking the frog. <laughs> Just to take the frog out for a walk, you know. Yeah, you know. That's normal. It is. It's, it's, radar is completely fine with this. Ty is still trying <laughs> to adjust. Yeah, processing that information. Yeah. However, Flyby has now just shot out the window. What? Um, just, without opening it, just through the glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hope the window... No, the window would still be open, because you had it open to point your rifle out earlier. So. We're in a different room. Yeah, uh, Flyby isn't. Oh, right. Okay. So what's Flyboy doing outside the window? <laughs> Spying on Ryder's mum. 130 miles an hour vertically. Oh, okay. Getting a decent vantage point to keep an eye out for Ryder's mum and the Choto. <laughs> don't I don't call think it we that. should call it that. Don't call it that. <laughs> this is a family show. This is a wholesome Christian show. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Yeah. Nevertheless. Please ignore the broken pelvises from at least two of the characters after rumpy bumpy fun yeah. times with Fesk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, no. It's fine. Call it show turn if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a perception roll from Flyby to spot Rhymes <laughs> Oh, that's a one. Uh, oh, okay, so. Well, hold on. Can I add the plus for what it's worth? Okay, go on, yeah. Go yeah, on it's and, a skill check. Yeah. yeah. One plus ten. Oh, one plus ten, so eleven. Um. Yes. So let's say. <laughs> Math. Flyby goes up nice and high, they have a look around, but they don't really. Or rather, you don't really know the layout super well of this place, so you don't really know where to look. But you do see somebody walking up to the house. Hmm. There's someone at the door. They don't come to the door, but they are walking up to the house. I mean, I'm guessing it's the suburban streets, so are they walking up to the house or they're just walking past the house? Well, you guys, at the same time, you hear a soft clonk from somewhere outside the house. This is the paper boy. Enhance. Enhance. Yeah. Okay, so you zoom in on this um, this person with um, with flyby, and yeah, it's just a postman. There's like a, an android postman wearing little shorts. He's got like a paper boy bag slung over his shoulder, and he slots something in the mailbox, and then walks along to the next house, slots something in there, skips the next one, and then he's pretty much out of the neighbourhood. You know, well, V can't find uh, uh, Mrs. Ryder, so Flyby's just going to dive down to the mailbox, pick up the mail, and bring it into the house. <laughs> Fair enough. They're very well trained. So, yeah, Flyby comes down to the mailbox, opens it. It looks like leaflets or something. There's like a, a leaflet advertising some kind of bingo tournament going on at the local community centre. 
It's it's nothing like serious looking. There's no bills or anything. Are there any of the mail bombs? <laughs> you have to say if they are. There are no mail bombs in the post. Yeah. So yeah, um, fly guy, uh, fly by brings them in. Uh, what are they going to do with them? They're just going to plump them down on the breakfast bar. Yeah, they'll probably put them on the. I'm guessing there's a living room with like a coffee table. Yeah, there's a living room, little uh, little glass coffee table on the middle. They're probably yeah, they'll probably drop them in there and then interface with uh, house. House. No. no, not house. Talisson. Talisson. We're probably going to yeah. like beep boop at Talisson, and between them and Talisson, it's like hello, I got the mail. Uh, Talisson will sort of beep boop back and just say, "Yes, I saw. Well done." <laughs> Praise. Fly <laughs> 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 uh, guy doesn't get enough love in this universe. Fly guy needs more love. It, it, just because yeah. they, they can't speak, you see. Yeah, uh, they can speak, but only V can understand them and other drones. Yes, and sometimes radar. When and it's sometimes possible. radar. When we do brain surgery yeah, on when it's Radar, when it's not concentrating. So yeah, you guys are, are ploughing through your bacon sandwiches, I assume. Radar's has already gone. Uh, yeah, V's probably like, <laughs> eaten most of it already. At this point, there's a dull creak from the front door, and it softly shuts again, followed by the slapping of a large toad hopping into the kitchen, and then loudly slurping at a bowl of water on the floor. And then Tabitha wands in. Oh, good morning. Morning. Here's your walk. Oh, not too bad, not too bad. I, I like to get it done nice and early, you see. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. You two have had breakfast, I see. Yeah. Yes, lovely bacon sandwiches, uh, thank you. Oh, I thought you'd like those. Um, we, we are out of bacon, did Mel tell you? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, you need us to go pick up that uh, medicine for you, don't you? So, if you want while I'm here, I can grab some groceries for you. Well, um, we've got a bit of a busy morning ahead. Um, we'll need to go shopping at some point to get some more food in the house. Keep your gentlemen nice and fed. I'll probably go to one of the little shops in the commercial district. And Mel's like, um, Oh no, Tabs, you, you can't do a big shop at one of those convenience stores. They'll rob you blind. Oh, it's, it's more expensive in the city centre, Mel. And it's rush hour. The streets will be packed. If you want a cheaper alternative, we could go to the Ive Market, but you won't go there because you're scared of ghosts. Mel's like, I'm, I'm not scared of them. I just don't like the way they look at me. It gives me the creeps. Wait, what? Radar blinks. Oh, yes, it's your first time in Akaton, isn't it? Um, well, Hive Market's got these um, these guardians that uh, kind of hover above it. The, the Kulan, they're called. The, the local peacekeepers. The Kulan aren't scaredy ghosts. They just hover above the shops and keep an eye on things, mainly. As long as you don't shoplift or start a fight, they won't bother you. I mean, hypothetically, if you were to shoplift, what would happen? Me. Well, I'm just well, asking. I mean, <laughs> yes, I know. Well, they they do like to make an example of people that commit crimes. They they are quite scary when they they want to be, but uh, I wouldn't advise it, personally. But ultimately, it's up to you two. Um, local shops won't have a very wide selection of food, and they're very dear. City centre will be packed, and you won't be able to have any of the guns on you. Hive market's going to be busy too, but probably much safer with all the extra pairs of eyes watching for violent acts. I'll refer to our two bodyguards. What do you what do you reckon? Where do you reckon we should go for shopping? Well, I'm fine with dead people town. With hive markets? Yeah. I never met okay. a ghost. Yeah. I don't think, at least. Well, they're, they're not very talkative individuals. But th there are alive sellers there as well. Um, they'll probably be much more talkative with you. Radar's thinking. Hmm. Hmm. A small spinning circle appears above radar. <laughs> what the hell is that? Get away! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should try the hive market. Yes, it's 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 quite safe. I assure, I assure you. It's a little scary when you first go there, but um, 
I'm sure you two will get on very well. Um, whose vehicle are we taking, by the way? Mel can drive if you two are drift lag before a car. Yeah, I mean, time off here. It depends how much stuff you want to buy. Yeah. Oh, it's it's just a, a um, some provisions. Neither of you two are vegetarian, are you? <laughs> looks at the, <laughs> the dissolved yeah. bacon sandwiches. The pieces yeah. of bacon sandwiches. L- l- there are no pieces left. It's very efficient. Yes. Um, <laughs> looks at the empty plate. Looks at the v, murder scene. Just starts laughing. I don't think it's possible <laughs> for Vesk to be vegetarians. Like, uh, not for very long. We tried like trying yeah. to raise a line on tofu. It just won't work. Yeah. <laughs> you've got you've got several options. You can take the car. You can take V's van. Can take the runabout. It's up to you. Yeah, you I'm up for whatever. Hmm. Flying's fast. Yeah, get there quicker. There's places to park. Um, small, light, atmospheric vehicles. I hope. Oh yes, there's a little car park outside. Perfect. Do you have to pay for parking? No, no, you don't have to pay for parking. It's all free. Um, but you will have to pay for things you buy, though. Well, that's yes, that's because we're that's not general. shoplifting. V. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't say anything. Standard rules apply. I've participated yeah. in capitalism before. I know how it works. <laughs> Good. Well, just remember. All right. As, as long as you two aren't drift lagged, I know you've had quite a long journey here. No, we're fine. We're used to travelling. Okay. Thank you, though. Yeah, radar is, has put his plate over by the the sink. Um, right. <laughs> he, he turns around and says, "Right, I will start prepping the boat." Fair enough. I'll load the dishwasher, I guess. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <me. laughs> that's nice. Oh, I like that. that is very nice. Yeah. Okay, so he helps um, Mel. Mel like clean up the, the kitchen. Mel's very appreciative of this. Um, Tabitha goes and gets sun hats, like these big white sun hats with little matching flowers on the side of them for uh, for her and Mel. Aww. And they kind of get keys to the house, lock up. Uh, Tolyson stays behind. <laughs> Tolyson doesn't have a choice, they're the house. Well, I mean, no, they, they can detach. They can come out and detach if they want, it's just Tabitha seems to have integrated um, their drone into the house. Oh, uh, Tabitha takes uh, one last big gulp of um, this oxygen tank before she heads out. She kind of takes a deep breath, puts the mask over. That's right, I'm ready. Uh, uh, is everyone ready? Let's go, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so they all walk outside, lock the door, and yeah, walk out to the uh, the runabout, which I guess is parked on the other side of the street. Yeah, it's um, radar had basically gone out there to basically tidy up the inside of it as much as possible. It's pretty clean anyway. You're just putting that extra bit in because you know it's Ryder's mum's. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you two are respectful of Ryder's mum's. Mm. Did you think we were gonna do be like, oh right, yeah, you're Ryder's mum's. Yeah, fuck it. We're just here to make sure you don't die. Shit, I don't know. I have that. This is a wild card situation, and I'm having to do constant planning. <laughs> uh, like mine and Radar's logic um, would be that this is Ryder's like parental figure and yeah. her partner. So, yeah. you know, you're not just gonna disrespect your mum's parents, are you? No, Wait, your friend's parents, your mum's parents. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much the same for me. Like Ryder's mums are off limits. Mm, that's that's uncouth. So yeah. Um, you all pile into the um, the runabout. Rada's mum's like, oh, this brings it all back. And she's looking quite excited. She's like tapping her thighs sort of thing, looking all around. Mel is yeah. a little bit less enthusiastic, but she sort of buckles in next to, to Tab. She holds her hand. They both hold hands. Yeah. So it's um, you sort of sit sideways in it with your backs to the side walls. Mm. Yeah. So uh, everyone ready? Yes, yes, all ready. All buckled in? Um, yeah, yes, all buckled in. I think I've done this right. And Mel is like looking at the, the, the straps for the um, the seat. 
Uh, v, oh, stewardess, if you could please do the emergency exits here, here, and here thing. Right, there's a door there, there's a door there. Uh, if you need to use either of them and we're not on the ground, then it's already too late. Anyway, let's go. They both chuckle at this. <laughs> <laughs> right, I was going to smirk as well. Um, and then, yeah, they'll take off and, and head where they're supposed to go. Sweet. Yeah, just what, just as you're taking off, uh, V's going to check out the window at the house. And they're just taking a proper look at all the surrounding streets because they haven't seen this this uh, area from the air yet. Right, okay. So they've got their data pad out and they just snap a quick shot at the window like of Ryder's mum's house and the surrounding road layout. Yes, good. Okay, can you put a note somewhere to give yourself a plus two to any piloting roles you do in this area now? Any piloting roles nice. you do in the Oasis district. Hmm. Okay. Because you now have a better understanding of the navigation. Yeah, and then without Tabby and uh, Mel being able to see, V's like... They've got their tactical hat on, and if they want, if they wanted to launch an incursion on this house, they're planning out how they'd do it. I see. <laughs> well, assuming a nominal party of, say, no more than ten people, lightly to moderately armed, perhaps two or three tactical vehicles and one air support vehicle. Okay, so V is smiling comfortably to Ryder's um, mum, whilst simultaneously planning a siege on her house. That's that's very V. Mm -hmm. um, Radar, can I get a piloting roll from yourself? You can. That's 15 on the dice. Uh, 32. 32, okay. Yeah, plenty. Okay, so you're cruising along just above the road in the sort of uh, flying traffic lane. You don't get bothered on the way out of the city. It, it doesn't look like they're concerned about land traffic leaving the city so much as they are entering it, so the border control guards don't bother you. And, yeah. yeah, you sort of shoop off the side of the Arlian Plateau, and you link up with a long highway that leads off into the desert again. This looks like the same highway you were on coming in. Mm. And, yeah, you set a course for the hive market. Yeah. Anything you guys want to do? It's going to be about a half-hour flight, you reckon? It would have been a, a lot longer in the car. Well, V's, V's working on their, their tactical plan. Okay. And radars fly in the ship and looking around to see if there's other traffic. Make sure they're not, not going to hit What's anything. Mrs. and Mrs. Ryder doing? Yeah. Well, Mel is kind of like just watching the horizon. She looks like she's just enjoying being um, out of the city for a bit. Because she probably doesn't do too many trips that aren't in a car. And this is quite a fast, fast nippy little vessel. Tabs is going to take off her, um, her seatbelt. And she's going to uh, trot up to the cockpit with radar. Okay. It's very narrow, so she'd have to sort of look over his shoulder. She's just going to like have her hand on the back of the seat, and she's going to be looking out the, the window, all of the uh, rusted ship hulks and abandoned industrial settlements going past. And she's going to be like, um, so, um, saw that uh, you and Talaisin were uh, getting on really well uh, the other night. Yeah, to, uh, your, your drone, Talaisin, is, is fantastic. It kept me company during the watch, made sure I was hydrated. Yeah, she... She, she's taken. Um, she's taken quite a liking to you, actually. Um, I was wondering at some point. You're, you're a, a technician, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we both are, actually. Oh well, I was wondering at some point. I've always wanted to make Talaisin a little smarter. Maybe give her a proper speech unit. I was wondering if you could maybe have a look at upgrading her. Oh, upgrading a drone. Uh, yes. Um, it, it might be a little better for defence as well. If we do get bothered, it might be good to have um, 
more pairs of, of eyes surveying the scene or uh, defensive capability? Yeah, but yeah, that's... Ooh, you've, you've given me ideas now. Oh, okay. Well, I'll let you think on that. We might need some scrap in order to do it. Oh, well, you'll find plenty of stuff at Ive Market. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you more about it when we get there. You'll see, you'll see. Okay. Yeah. She, hey, she V! Goes, goes back to her chair. Yeah. Hey! Oh, what, sorry, you. Yeah, I'm listening. How do you fancy upgrading a drone? Uh, what, uh, you mean the, the house? Yeah, to license. I mean, yeah, I'll be up for it. Excellent. Well, you're the, the, the drone maestro. Uh, I, I follow your lead on this one. Yeah, I mean, what do you want it to do? Uh, Tabitha? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd really like to be able to um, to speak to it and have other people speak to it, just so it's not so... Um, mute. Formal and mute. Yes, yes. And, um, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe some uh, closed-circuit television properties, maybe an alarm, maybe a shock grid. <clears throat> Mel's like, no, no, don't, don't turn our house into a, a, a death trap. I don't want that. I don't want to live in yeah. a death trap. Maybe it's only a death trap to intruders. I think we should stop at Netgun. Netgun! I like the sound of that. Yes, I like your style, Radar. <laughs> Thank you very Net much. Netgun and lasers? No, 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 no lasers, please. Radar's going to, like, open up his intercom just so he can talk to V privately and be like, we could make the net electrified. <laughs> Laser <Yes>. net. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Tabs and Mel are like, um, they, they go back to sitting down, holding hands again, and you're cruising along this highway the horizon is glimmering again like a, a liquid mirror. There's more of these industrial settlements, ship hulks, dunes, rocky mountains out in the desert. An another one of these signs that looks like they've been shotguns that just says Hive Market on it in big white letters in common with some other languages underneath. And then... These people love shooting at their own road signs. Yeah, all of a sudden, this huge rocky red spire starts to rise up out of the horizon. And it looks like a giant dormant volcano. Hmm, neat. Oh, that's cool. As you get a bit closer to it, um, you start seeing more ships, more vehicles, more little roadside shops. Um, there's not much in the way of proper infrastructure out here. It doesn't look like there's much in the way of power or lighting or even plumbing, but people seem to be making do. And can I get a perception roll from both of you? Sure. That's 34. By 27. That's enough. Okay, you both see it. Yeah. Walking along the side of this huge raised highway, there's one of these enormous tripod creatures that's striding along in the sand. And you can spot the, the, the glint coming off the back of its shell. It's, it's iridescent, like a beetle. The upper carapace has got some kind of naturally occurring sunscreen built into it, you think. It's about... It's, it's big. It's got to be like 50 foot tall. Uh. And it's fitted with a, a canvas gondola that looks like it's sort of slung underneath it. And you can just about see the driver toothless old goblin wearing a kefir around his neck. Got a huge wicker basket uh, behind him with um, fruits and vegetables in it. And yeah, he's just like striding along next to the highway. Looks like he's going to market. Radar's going to take out his data pad and use it to take a photo. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, plus one for style points, but minus him for efficiency. I mean, yeah, you... <laughs> hey, Tabitha. I assume you've got one hand on the on the stick. He can fly this thing with his damn knees, to be honest. Sure, sure. Um, he's gonna. It just literally data pad, boom, put it down. While again. eating pizza. Gonna nod back to that, um, and <laughs> to the creature, and say, "What? What are those then?" Oh, that's a kefcow. They're, they're usually quite gentle. They used to live out in the desert, but um, we've had some genetic modification going on, and they're now used in the city for um, like heavy lifting. Oh, yeah. I mean, are they fast? 
They can be. Depends if you're being chased by one. Look at those <laughs> legs. Yeah, but it's only got three of them. It's got like a sort of insectivorous look to it. Big, long, straight legs. They're quite reminiscent yeah. of um, a Strider from Half-Life 2. Yes. And yeah, this one's just um, strutting down next to the highway. And yeah, eventually you can see the turn off for the hive market. Another one of these shot up highway signs sort of pointing you in. There's a short dirt path leading to it. Eventually you can see a sort of moderately sized car park in the shadow of this uh, this volcano. You're gonna, you're gonna land? Uh, so is that is that a good place to park? That was the sort of like looks out the window. Says, um, yes, it, it's as good a place as any. I can't um, can't see any, anywhere else. Okay, yep, set her down there. Okay, so you sort of pull in, go nice and low. The dust sort of um, swirls around, run about, and you put the landing gear down, sort of plop down, and you can see the market itself at this point, and it looks like. It looks like a giant stone hornet's nest, just wedged up against the side of this volcano. Sort of dark black stone, it seems to be absorbing the morning sun. But it's porous, you can see through like the little holes going into the side of it, and it's heaving with activity in there. It looks like, um, like a Middle Eastern souk market. There's hundreds of these little market stalls, and they're all covered with uh, a simple canvas sheet, or a, a, a sheet of corrugated metal. And they're just stacked on top of each other in places, rows and rows of them in barely organized lanes that just lead deeper into the mountain. And there's people coming in and out. So yeah, what do you want to do? Dismount. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, V gets out, yeah. stretches off. The Rome out's still pretty cramped for them, so. Radar gets out, stretches, makes sure everybody's out, then does the central locking. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you all get out, um, Tabs and Mel have got their sun hats on, and you start walking towards this place. It's, um, it looks like someone has crashed a transport ship into the side of this place, but it's now been stripped down for parts, and people have set up more shops inside the wreck, and they've built like a platform on the outer hull for unloading goods. It's like Nuketown from Fallout. Hmm. Essentially, yeah. It yeah. looks like this ship has just been absorbed into the structure of the hive market, and yeah, for all of the talk of economic decline and widespread poverty that you found in your research, this place is thriving. It's vibrant. It's a chaotic hub of activity and trade. It's constant, non-stop. Is it a wretched hive of scum and villainy? <laughs> it's not a wretched hive of scum and villainy, no. Damn! <laughs> no, it actually looks like quite a, a friendly atmosphere inside. There are um, shopkeepers like uh, trying to get everyone's attention, call them over, pay attention to my wares sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mel's like, uh, see, see I, I knew it was going to be busy. All right, everyone st uh, stay close by. If you get lost or split up, remember where we parked. And, and if we do get lost, we'll meet back here in about an hour. Yeah, yes, I mean, we're at radar, the, uh, radar on our what? comms, so. Okay, uh, are you two going to stick close by? Yep. Uh, okay, we're okay. Here. Yep. Right. V, no wandering off. <laughs> V's already wandered off. V, <laughs> He's already gone. <laughs> v, no wandering off unless we wander as a group. Then it's not wandering off. That's just... Precisely. Something ill, I'll find. <laughs> he wants to look at the junk. Well, I mean, you probably can. Mel and Tabs wander into the market holding hands. And yeah, all of the sellers have got their wares proudly disp uh, displayed out in front in various baskets and tables. Just from the entrance, you can see uh, pots, gold, silver, lanterns, colourful spices, uh, food. Oh, the smell is intoxicating. There are sweet things, savoury street food being cooked up. You can hear the sizzling of meat 
being fried up in this bright red sauce. There's steam pouring out the top of a bakery oven. There's a guy selling fish and crustaceans out of some... It looks like a jerry-rigged coolant tank, similar to one in the Liker's engine room. Yeah. And it's not all sellers. There are stalls every now and again with just a couple of Keshti and Goblin lounging around on brightly coloured cushions, smoking a hooker, drinking coffee, playing board games, telling this jokes. This is a Turkish friggin' bazaar, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been to one of these. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's akin to a souk. Um, and the noise of this place is intense. There's this constant throng of people talking over the top of each other in a hundred different languages. They're all hocking their wares, all haggling, dealing, negotiating in this sort of lively, non-stop trading atmosphere. But this looks like the sort of place where you could find literally anything you want if you searched hard enough. And it'd be cheap, too. You could see Yosaki haggling with another one. He's buying some sort of uh, jewellery with like intricate golden patterns and gems on it. And he manages to haggle the price down to only a few credits. We see him holding out his cred stick and only deducts a small fee from the total amount on the stick. Hmm. Uh, so, about that junkyard. V. <laughs> v. Toothy grin. V. Yes. V. Radar, radar grabs it by the lapels and literally pulls their face up against his so their eyeballs are almost touching and simply says, Power glove. <laughs> Power glove. Power glove. Power glove. Power glove. Power glove. Man, man with the ladder walks past and he says, Power glove? <laughs> Power, see, he knows. Power glove. <laughs> Explain. It's like a punchy glove. V, I'm we might a... be able to find a power glove here. I've been after one of those for... What year is it? 321 AG until two weeks from now. 300, 322 AG. I've been after one of these for weeks. Weeks? <laughs> yes, weeks, oh, yeah. V. Okay. It's I mean... like less than a month, but bigger than a day. What a concept. I mean, tell you what, after Rider's Mum and Rider's Mum have got what they want, right. we can do some shopping. <laughs> do you ladies mind if, if we if we get what we come for and then we, we have a, a browse? For a power glove? What was that? Oh, no, no. Um, feel free. Uh, yeah, we can we can meet back here in, in an hour if you want. Um, I, was going to, I was going to ask what um, your preference is for, uh, for meat were. There's some uh, some grackle here. There's some graboid. It, it depends what you, guys, um, what you guys like to eat. My preferences are fresh. Yeah, my preferences are... Yes. Oh yeah. well, everything's very fresh here. Okay, we'll um, we'll, we'll find something nice. Don't worry. Do they do yeah. pizzas? Um, pizza. Oh yeah, they the, the probably do pizzas here. If you if you look hard enough, you can find anything here. There's a a moment of calmness that you've never seen on radar before, and he he slowly inhales and closes his eyes and just <laughs> stands there for a for a moment. This place. And, yeah, and then he. And then he exhales very, very slowly. Right, well. So, moving um, to Axel win? No, but soon. Uh, I love how you guys have completely flipped on your opinion of this place, because you're like, ah, oh, this place is a shit Radar, Radar hates this planet, but right now he's in a chaos that he can appreciate. So he's just absorbing that energy, I guess. Yeah, um, and there is there yeah. is a very distinct energy to this place. It looks like a kind of vibrant trading atmosphere where you can literally get anything you want, you just have to find it. And yeah, Tabitha and Mel, um, they go over to one store, it looks like it sells fruit and veg, and Tabs will start chatting with the, the store owner in native Yusoki. Blisteringly quick. 
They might even do the, the native Yusoki greeting, which as we all know is butt rubbing. Or sniff each other's butts. Well, they don't sniff each other's butts, oh, yeah. they just they, rub it's, it's a quick It's a quick rub. It's no more distasteful than the European kiss on the cheek. V almost speaks native Yusoki. Almost. Well, they try and they try to rub butts with um, Ryder once and almost killed them, so <laughs> <laughs> they don't yeah. do that no more. Yeah, it's their fault for being small and fragile. Yes, fault. But yeah, um, this Yusoki... Uh, <laughs> This Yusaki looks like uh, she hasn't spoken to uh, to tap her in a while. They look like they know each other. Um, Mel will be sort of, sort of be looking around for where to head to next. She's carrying a basket to buy all all of, put all the supplies in that Tabs is purchasing. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Uh, I mean, we're here to protect them first and foremost. So yes, we're going to be keeping an eye on them, but also they're going to be keeping an eye on everything else as well. In particular, if there's any scrapyards. Also, I haven't seen a ghost yet, and I've been here, checks watch, 35 minutes now. Here, yeah, ghost, 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 ghost. <laughs> well, can I get a perception in that case? Uh, uh, 33. Yeah, sure, that's plenty. Okay, so you're both sort of um, sort of in this place now. There's so much to look at at eye level. You haven't really had a chance to look up yet, but you do. And just before the volcanic ceiling floating high over the market, looking down, there are ten or so of these thin, gaunt, white figures. They look like humanoid elves, dwarves, orcs, and they're wearing quite antiquated-looking outfits, but their legs just trail away into nothing, and they just kind of float over the market, hanging in the air, looking down over the day's trade. And their eyes are glowing with fire, they look like they're wearing merchant's clothes, and you think that perhaps they were the old traders of this place. You're not quite sure what they're doing or why they're here, but this place looks like it's been a center of trade for thousands of years, and maybe these people used to live and work here. They're called the, um, the Kulan. They're just kind of floating there, hovering. They're not doing anything, they're just keeping an eye on the, the trading. Do you reckon they can park in disabled parking? Huh? What, V? they got no legs. Because they're dead. <laughs> v, they don't have any physical bodies, they can park where the fuck they like. Yeah, but I'm assuming they don't have a ghost car. Do you like... know, yeah, well, maybe they do. Do you know how hard it is to attach a ticket to a ghost car? Yeah, but do you know how hard it is to pull a car? Like, is it as hard as maybe those ancient traders up there? I don't know. Maybe you have to murder a car somewhere, and then it becomes a ghost car, and then they can drive it. <laughs> you did see Maybe. some dead Stanleys on the way here. We, yeah, yeah, we did pass several dead vans <laughs> on the way here. Maybe they have like a ghost battle van that whenever you know they need to do some action thing, they like mount up in it. Yeah. Oh, does the ghost van have wheels, or do they trail out into foggy bits like they I do? I reckon it trails out into foggy bits for sure. Yeah, I reckon as well, yeah. I have a question. If you get on a ghost bike, does that make you a ghost rider? I'll stop. <laughs> if Ryder gets on a ghost bike, does that make her a ghost rider squared? <gasps> yes. Double rider. <laughs> Double rider. <laughs> Radar, you're walking through this place, keeping one eye on, on Tams and, mm -hmm. um, and Mel. And it's uncomfortably busy now. Ooh, he's keeping his hands on his gear. Yes, there are people yeah. that only come up to your thigh, like bumping into you or sliding past. Um, the occasional Shobad carrying some honking livestock animal under his arm that didn't see you. He's like talking to someone else. He just barges into you. He like, holds his arms up in apology, like once it's happened. 
Can Radar make an acrobatics roll to try and dodge all these people? Sort of dance around them in that way that people do. Yes, yes you can. Sweet. That is 18 on the dice, plus 4 for his acrobatics. It's 22. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you, you kind of like... You, you try to do the thing where you lead your targets. You're like um, sort of dodging in and out, but it's like playing... Spotting gaps, yeah. It's like playing bullet hell in here. There's just so many people. Radar's fantastic at bullet hell. You might have to, like, keep one eye on your gear and make sure you don't get fucking pickpocketed, but it's uncomfortable. And people are, like, staring at you because you you sort of stick out in this place. They're, they look like they are quite insular. They don't sort of leave this place very often, and you're um, an outsider here. So they're sort of, like, staring at you as they go past. They don't say anything, but they will, Wait, like... hang on. We're a in a bustling marketplace, and all these people don't get out. Are they passing the same £20 note between vendors? When I say insular, I mean, like, they haven't left Ackerton very often. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I thought I you mean, meant, like, someone has entered the hive. The <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you've heard of a terrible place for yeah. the scandals of Ackerton collecting them there. Let's say V probably has an advantage here in that they're taller than everyone else, so they just rely on other people to move out of the way, and they're fuck all worth stealing, so... Yeah, um, actually, V, you're drawing um, one or two looks. There are some people like looking over to you like, Whoa, look at the size of that vest. You don't um, hear them say that in particular, but you can kind of get that vibe from what they're saying. <laughs> anyway, Radar, um, mm. so you're kind of walking through this place trying to keep like one eye on your gear. Uh, can I ask for a perception roll, please? You can certainly ask. Hmm. <laughs> and Radar will provide with 34 again. Nice. Okay. Thirty-three. Sorry. Thirty-three. Okay. So yeah, you're getting like noticed in this place, but there are like shopkeepers calling out to you, and they're calling out to you specifically. There are people like holding up what looks like it used to be part of a part of an animal at one point. They're kind of offering them to you in a language you don't understand. Um, and then you spot this Akeshti man, and he's standing up on his stall, and he's pointing to you, saying, "You soldier, soldier, you, you." In common, and mm -hmm. he's holding up um, a kefir and a pair of, they look like harem pants, but they've got a gentle desert DPN texture to them. And he's kind of holding them up and sort of um, pointing them, and, and he's saying, you, 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 you like? You like this? You like? <laughs> oh, is it, DD, is it DDPM? So it's like the desert um, brand. Yeah, you know? it's, it's like yeah. sort of tactical camo um, just oh. on a pair of, of harem pants. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and they funny, look because um, I actually own a pair of harem pants, but they're, uh, they're purple rather than desert camo. Of course you do! The proper Aladdin <laughs> pants. But yeah, these um, these look pretty cool. They're just big baggy pants, but the crotch is really low. They look a bit like Ryder's outfit that she normally wears, but they're um, desert DPM. <laughs> and what's the other thing you're talking about, sir? Uh, a kefir. You know that, that kind of Arabian scarf that they wear around the uh, the face? Oh, Radar's already some... wearing one of those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This one is patterned. <laughs> he'll he'll look at it and he's happy with his with his tatty, um, bland looking kefir. And he'll just shake his head and, and tap the kefir he's already wearing and then thumbs up. No, no, he's actually like still trying to get your attention, like until you're out of sight sort of thing. They're quite um pervasive sellers in this place. But um, Yeah. <laughs> you get another person waving you over and it looks like there's one of these uh, relaxation areas and behind some sort of beaded veil. And this little fennec girl pulls back the beads, and she notices you, and she's waving over to you like, "You, you, uh, soldier, you, you soldier, yes, c c come, come, please, please, 
I, I no sell you anything, please. So yeah, do you come over? Uh, no, we're on a mission. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm so cold. V's gonna go over. Yeah. V's gonna v, go over. V, 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 v. <laughs> She's in nice. Yeah, she she like looks at you. She she was actually waving to radar, but yeah. Um, v like... drags radar <laughs> over as well. Oh no! Okay, radar gets dragged. <laughs> okay, yeah. Radar's mum and Tad like continue shopping. They're fine. Um, oh my god! Can radar and this this Fennec communicate by ear movement? Yeah, she's like twitching her ears every now and again. She'll like hear something in the, in um, the back of this place. But she leads you uh, through the through the beads into yeah. this little back room. A flyby's off V's shoulder, and they're keeping an eye on Mrs. and Mrs. Uh, oh, okay, that's fine. So yeah, they're like buzzing, yeah. and um, yeah, uh, you go through into this little back room, and there's very simple like plastic furniture in here, some sort of water barrel in the corner. The walls are made of like this this corrugated metal again, and in the middle there are three guys playing some kind of board game. Uh, two goblins and an older looking fennec, and they're all smoking. Absolutely not a best size room. Yeah, it's not. It's like very cramped in here. Um, quite Spartan. In terms of its, uh, in terms of its furniture. Now, radar, you have your memories back now, don't you? Yes, and yes. other people's. It's very and, weird. And some other people's. Yeah. Um, yeah, you sort of look at the scene, and this board game they're playing—it's some kind of strategy game. The board is divided up into hexes, and some are representing mountains, valleys, clearings, and there are all of these little wooden playing pieces that are. Stood on the hexes, and they all look like little carved wooden robots, and they're all quite stylized, a bit like chess pieces. Some have got swords, some have got guns, some have got missile batteries, and they're all arranged differently within these hexes, and they've all been positioned in like battle lines. And this game looks strikingly similar to one you used to play in your memories. Maybe you played it with a family member on Yamal when you were a child, maybe you used to play it with a colleague in your downtime. Um, you can't quite put your finger on it, but this board game is giving you mad deja vu. And this little Fennec girl is like, um, she, she's uh, pointing to you, Radar, and she's pointing over to the board and says, um, my, my father, uh, so soldier, you, you helped him win. Uh, Radar is, is kind of gobsmacked because he's kind of really focused on this board game. Um, and he, he sort of looks at it and, and, and points to it and says, that's, that's sonnery last. And um, she, she kind uh, of like, um, she, she doesn't really up to speak your language, but she kind of is smiling and nodding. And she, you, you held him win. And, and her father like, looks back over his shoulder, and he's got like, um, you, do you know what I mean when I say Miyazaki eyebrows? Mm, I know. Oh, yeah, big, wow, yeah. Poofy eyebrows. Do they look like every night he takes them off and puts them in a box? Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. And he's got, a, he's got a mustache to match, just made of whiskers. And, wow, yeah. Yeah, and he, he kind of. Um, nods, scratches his chin, and he slides his chair back and he lets you see the board. And the goblins on the other side of it, are, are, they're saying something to him. You can't tell exactly what they're saying, but it sounds something along, along the lines of, hey, who is this? You can't change player mid through, midway through a game. That's cheating. Yeah. Is it Yusaki or uh, Common or something else? You don't know. It sounds, uh, Radar, it sounds a little bit like Goblin, because uh, you met a Goblin I in the first bit, game. Yeah. yeah, it sounds a little bit like that. It's lots of... <laughs> Yeah, I, don't, I still don't understand it, though. Radar is going to nod, step forward, sit in the chair, and very, very pointedly put his rifle against the table with just enough force to make it shake a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, um, yeah, the uh, goblins kind of like hold the um, hands out to like stop it shaking all the pieces off the board. But oh, no, he just, you... it, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he's going to click his fingers and roll his neck. Okay, um, can I get a straight intelligence roll to see how good you are at strategy board games? Ooh. Uh, that would be a 20 dirty, uh, but it is an ability score, so 20. That's pretty good. Okay, let me just contest that. Right, okay, so yeah, you sort of like think back to when you played this game last and it all comes floating back and you think, oh, wait a minute, if I use my artillery to uh, weaken their front lines a bit and then attack with uh, cavalry from the north past the mountain, then I can get right to their HQ and yeah, you play this game uh, move by move and very slowly the goblins just completely lose it, they completely lose their advantage, and they're like thumping each other on the back, like, oh god, what, what, where did this guy come from? This, this is just unfair, and... <laughs> Deus Ect Radar, bitches! <laughs> and the little girl is like just cheering, and her father is, is nodding and sort of scratching his chin as well, and yeah, eventually you completely beat the shit out of these, out of these goblins, and you win. And... The little girl is like, she's like saying, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. She's clapping and sort of bowing and nodding her head. The, the goblins are like in the corner. They've um, they've backed off at this point. And the father reaches over the board and he picks up uh, one of the little robots, his, uh, his one of his enemy's playing pieces, and he puts it in your hand and he closes your hand around it and he sort of like bows his head. And he gifts you one of the little wooden robots. Hmm. Thank you. Really? Sorry, that was out of character, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm just going I'm going to add that to my equipment. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a surprisingly good play. Didn't know you played board games. <laughs> uh, I haven't touched a board game ever since we stopped playing Battleship, uh, because it got too real. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a very strange yeah. experience for you, Radar, because it's, it's almost like this game has been passed down through generations and... It's probably called something different now, but the the playstyle remains exactly the same. Oh god, yeah, it's like Taffel. Yeah, it's like Taffel yeah. or chess or whatever, just an entire way of combat um, boiled down into a, a board game that yeah. uh, has been passed down through the ages. Uh, yeah, if it's like socially acceptable, Radar will, will nod, bow, wave goodbye to the, the, the younger Fennec, and then with V, head back out. Yeah, yeah, everyone kind of nods and, and bows respectfully. You don't speak their language, but it's it seems to be fine. They you don't need to. You can do it just with body language in this place. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you can kind of step back out. Has radar got like a piece of wire on him or something? Like something you could use to make like a neck chain. I'm gonna say you don't have anything on your person yet, but you kinda of slip this thing into your pocket, you can turn it into like a necklace later or something. Yeah, he's gonna do mm, that. Glue it to the dash yeah. of the runabout. Oh, no, he'd want, it, he'd want it on him. It's a, yeah. it's like it's a weird thing for him because it's like a little piece of home, but it's also not. Yes. So, yeah. It's a part of his home that has carried over through the gap into the new world. Yeah. Neat. Turns out radar wasn't the only thing to survive in space for ten thousand years. Well, yeah, it's just um, radar board games and anime were lots of things. Indeed. <laughs> oh, the perpetual space coyote. Yeah. <laughs> that was... Wow. Have you ever played that before, Vic? Have you ever no. even seen it? Never seen that before. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's called Summary Last. Yeah, can we also get it? I think I used to play it. Hmm. 
It's it's ha it's called Hammer and Anvil. It's mm. and he's he's looking at the little wooden robot thing, rubbing it in his fingers. You know how a knight looks in comparison to a, an actual horse in in a game of chess. Yeah. It looks yeah. that kind of stylized. Yeah. Uh, in the in the background. V's still keeping an eye on Tabitha and uh, Mel via flyby. So yeah, the um, fly guys are like hovering around, and Mel and, and Tabitha are still shopping. They're buying like big slabs of meat, wrapping them up in brown paper, and putting them in the uh, the basket they've got. And while uh, fly guy is sort of keeping an eye on them, fly guy notices these little meerkat kids. And they kind of pop their heads up one after the other. Uh oh. And they're looking at Flyby with expressions of amazement and awe. They're kind of hopping along the, the canvas and the tin roofs. They look like they've never seen a drone before. And they're all wearing quite tatty clothes, sort of rags, no shoes. One of them's wearing a t-shirt, big baggy t-shirt with a picture of Tiamat on it, but it's very faded. And yeah, uh, one of them is like leaning out and they look like they're holding up uh, a little round wooden hoop for Flyby to buzz through. Hmm. <laughs> See, V would fly through it, but Fly Guy's operating independently, so they're going to land on the ground near the hoop and wait for the kids to come over. So Fly Guy kind of like um, goes to the ground and sort of sits down, and they all um, crowd around Fly Guy. Um, they don't like touch him or anything. As soon as they get close, he hops a little bit further away and keeps doing it. Oh. <laughs> they, they do that <laughs> thing meerkats do with a the scorpion. They sort of like get a little close, sniff it. <laughs> They're, they're like they're like playing with Flyby. They're yeah. like giggling and, and jumping close to him, waiting for him to jump back, jumping close to him. And yeah, they're just they're just playing games with this with this drone that they've never seen before. And they seem to be enjoying themselves. Happy Flyby beating. <laughs> That's cute. Um, so yeah, did you want to do some some shopping while you're here? It looks like uh, Tabs and Mel are almost done. They've got quite a, a full bag already. I mean, Radar and V are back out on the street now, and V's like. So, you want to try and find a power glove? <laughs> I mean, we still, need huh? to get, we still need to get parts for uh, their house, so might as well take a look see what we can get from the junky areas of this market. Huh? Oh, yeah, right, yeah, the, the, the power glove and the, the droid, yes, right, uh, Radar puts the, the thing away. Hmm. Um. <laughs> uh, V's going to take a look around and see if they can spot like a, a junk yard or a junk shop or a components shop or something like that. Yes, perception rolls, please. Okay. Nine plus fifteen, which is twenty-four. Twenty-four. Twenty-two. I've suddenly forgotten what maths is. <laughs> what is twenty-two total? Oh, no, it's twenty-two. It's twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Okay. I, I, I was struggling to add sixteen there. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Yeah. Well, V, you're kind of looking around, um, but there's just there's a lot of noise in this place. There's a lot of people buying things. People are constantly like lifting up. Um, baskets of fruits and putting them on their head and walking past. It's difficult to spot any one specific shop, but Radar, you're sort of scanning around, having tucked your your uh, chess piece away, and you think you see the glint of something metal being exchanged uh, quite a few shops away, quite a few stalls away. And then you see um, a sort of very scruffy-looking Yasaki rat with uh, a cybernetic eye and he looks like he's got a gun store, specifically. Me! Huh? What? Gun. Gun? <laughs> Who's got a gun? Radar is pointing. Uh, okay, V's gonna hone in on where they're pointing. Ah, huh. gun shop. I could probably see what you're after. Maybe. Worth a look. 
Do you reckon they sell elect- uh, nets and tasers? Maybe they sell some kind of pre-made electrified net and launcher. <laughs> well, there's only one way to find out. V, maybe they do rockets. Oh, I think Mel's <laughs> not going to let us fit rockets to her house. I'm not going to fit them to the house. We could fit them to the Leica. Oh, we've already got nuclear missiles. I've got nuclear like missiles on the Leica. Rockets seem like a bit of a downgrade. Just more. Is Radar just drooling at this point? I'm not saying we replace the nukes. I'm saying we subsid. Uh, do we subsidize? No. We add. <laughs> we add rockets. You're going to add more rockets to the rockets. Mm-hmm. I mean, give me, give me a situation, V, where adding more rockets wouldn't have helped. Kerbal Space Program. Yeah. Start off, man with ladder. What's even a Kerbal in this? Get out of here. <laughs> man with ladder walks past like Kerbal Space Program. Shut up. <laughs> well, it's worth a look, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Maybe they do. Maybe they do personnel rocket launches. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, what you two are going to go over to this Yasaki gun store, are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking from sort of like. Their summer range, you know, like a shoulder-mounted rocket launcher. We're outside <laughs> city limits. If we buy anything too spicy, we're going to have to hand it over before we go back. Yeah. Only if it's found. <laughs> Unless we smuggle it. Yeah. Do you want to get caught smuggling stuff with Ryder's mum and Ryder's mum on board, or do we want to build a secret weapons cache out in the desert, buried in coordinates only we know, where we can quickly retrieve them in case shit is the pin? Hmm. V. Um, intelligence roll. Can I get one, please? <clears throat> 17. Yes. Um, okay, so some of the structures that you saw coming into this place, you didn't see on the way out here. And you would suffice from that information that the sand is very good at covering things up. So in theory, if you took an exact GPS location of a cache, you could hide weapons in the desert and come back for them later. Yeah. We could I... do that. Everyone and their mums is probably hiding weapons out there. <laughs> <laughs> Which also means that if some stage we go out later with a middle detector, we could probably find someone else's weapons and nick them too. Ooh, if, now you're thinking with portals. If yeah. you, <laughs> you go out there with a metal detector, yeah, I can tell you right now it's just going to explode. And or lose all its power. <laughs> Why would it lose all its power? Because of the sand. The sand crystals. I explained yeah. this to you yesterday. Remember the red bits? They only the, drain from fission sources. It's just anything electrical, isn't it? No, only fission sources. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm a scientist. Oh. Really? I mean, if they drained anything electrical, then half your body would stop working. thought you were an engineer and you raise a fair point. I mean, engineering is a form of science. I'm not disputing your skills in engineering. I'm merely d- disputing the phraseology, I guess. Anyway, let's go in this gun store. <laughs> anyway, nevertheless, yeah. V's going to get a metal detector at some point and go out in the desert. Okay. For shiggles. For shiggles. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you go over to this, um, this Yusaki gun store and he kind of hops up onto the table and says, um, all right, mates, welcome. What can I do you for? He says it in common. Uh, we... Wow. You remind me of someone. Says, be thinking of Paolo. Y- yeah, yeah. What is, uh, what is what he? What flavour of Yusaki yeah. are they? Yeah. He's just a rat. He's a very scruffy-looking rat. Okay, brown they rat. don't remind him of uh, Paolo. Though. Yeah. Yeah, he's got very, very short, very stubby legs. He'll only come up to, like, your knee. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Never seen a classical Yusaki before. An actual Yosaki. Yeah. We just anything shorter than us, we just call Yosaki. It just seems to work. If it's small and a mammal, it's usually Yosaki. <laughs> That's the colloquial yeah. term in this universe. Yeah, yeah fair Standard enough. Standard issue yeah. Yosaki. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do. I love how that has now become our canon. By the way, yes, <laughs> oh, it's become everyone's canon. Like 
pretty much every podcast I listen to for Starfinder has been like, okay, so Yusaki can be rats. That's really boring. Let's have Yusaki be anything smaller than a million. Yeah, it's almost uh, yeah. like that's a very flat idea and needed expanding upon. Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were the first <laughs> to yeah. do it. Yes. We were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so... Mm. Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm. I mean, what kind of weapons do you sell and what kind of weapons do you sell, Wink? <laughs> what kind of weapons do I sell? And he like indicates to his stall. <laughs> wink. The wink's important. Oh, all right. Be very subtle. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's all right. I'm not one for subtlety myself. Uh, it depends what you're looking for, boys. What can I, um, what can I get you? Are you looking for anything long range, short range? You're going hunting. What are you, what are you up to? I have two words for you, my good friend. Hmm. Power glove. Power glove. Well, I mean, technically that's one word, but uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it's two words. It's a, it's power it's glove. Two words. Power spray yeah. glove. Oh, yeah. That's weird. I thought it might be hyphenated. Anyway, yeah. Give me one second. And he like hops off his stall. He's got like ammo crates and stuff in the background. They look like they're just filled with ordnance, various mines, clips, magazines, tail ends of rockets, sort of thing. Mine. Yeah. Like, and he's sort of digging through them, like almost burrowing into this um, pile of crates. And he pulls out this uh, this power glove. It's a little dusty. It looks secondhand, but it's definitely functional. He kind of. Um, <laughs> Presses a button on it, kind of flips on, and all of the uh, the kind of lights flip up on the side of it. And it is a standard battle glove power, basic, level 10. And he sort of plonks it down on the table and says, what do you think of that? Hmm? Uh, Radar is... Uh, do you mind if I cast my professional eye over this? Sure. Uh, Radar is going to pick it up, and he's going to do engineering on it to sort of attain its thing. There's, there's nothing like it. Yeah, there's nothing like a praise, is there? Um, not really. I guess engineering, yeah, because it's a piece of piece of technology. It's, it's a piece of tech. Mm. Uh, v, what do you think of this? Would you care to assist me in ascertaining uh, its... Yeah, I'll take a look. In... I love having plus 21 to a roll. <laughs> 31. 31. Okay, yeah, you're looking over this thing. Um, it looks well used, if that makes any sense. It looks like it's taken a few knocks. There are kind of scuffs... On the edges, it has, it's... It has um, been well used on people. Yes, well used on people, and also some kind of vehicle by the looks of things. It looks like it's hit metal on metal. But yeah, it's a little dusty, a little sandy, a little scuffed, but it works. Fully functional, not glitchy or anything? No, not glitchy, fully functional, and yeah, he's... A, no, no, it's, it's very high quality, you see, I, I don't sell shoddy goods. And he like, turns yeah. it over, he shows you the inside of it and everything. He doesn't. He doesn't want you to run off with it. He's that kind of shopkeeper. He'll sort of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Show you bits of it. Uh, so Radar's going to put it back down. And say like, mm. Okay. So what's the story with it? What's the story? <laughs> well, yeah, fall off the back of a lorry, did it? How did you know? Well, things often oh, do. I got yeah. Thank right. Yeah. Very good. Very good cover story, isn't it? Um, so yeah, I'll um, I'll let you have that for about ten thousand credits if you want. <laughs> v eyebrow raises. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 10,000 credits. I mean, it's quality, but it's not 10,000 credits quality. And I'm not even the one buying it, I can tell you yet. Yeah, and it's second-hand. Yeah. It looks more like a, a 3 to 5,000 credit item to me. 3 to 5? You're breaking my balls, mate. Uh, come on. 3 to 5? More like 300 to 500? Look at it, it's bent. It's not bent. Look at that friggin' power relay, that's bent. That'll polish out, honestly. That's just a lick of paint. Oh, so I've got to put some work into it to bring it up to standards. Sure. Well, you got to if you want to customize it. You got to do a bit of work here and there. You know what I mean? I don't want to customize it. 
and he's like um, lackadaisically sort of lighting up a cigarette at this point, sort of like inspecting his other yeah, ways. What would you pay for this? Uh, three to five hundred credits. Probably, I'll say uh, five hundred, maybe five fifty if you can demonstrate it working. Five yeah. I can't demonstrate it working here. Have you seen the the coulomb? It would come down on me like a ton of bricks. Yeah, the the the, the ghost guards. Well, not on a person. I was going to say, well, any act of violence here is considered a crime, so I, I don't know if I can... I do it non-violently. No, it's, we, v, it's okay. I'm not going to test a battle glove non-violently. I know, let's get a watermelon. <laughs> I'll give what you mean? 500 credits for it. 500 credits? The amount of work I've put into this thing is worth more than 500 credits. You Go haven't on. put any work into this thing. You don't know the story behind it. I can tell. Give me a thousand. thousand credits. I will get... Ooh, that's a big, <laughs> that's a big ask for something like that. Uh, yeah. Radar's going to get on his comm and, and say to V, V, how many credits have you got? Radar spent his on a scope. Oh, you did. V didn't spend theirs on a scope, so V has 1,500 credits. Uh, look, I'll give you I'll give you 600 credits for it. Six, Wait. No, I've, I've given... What? 601. No, that's not how you aggro, mate. What? I was born yesterday. No, I've, I've told you. Final offer, 1,000. 602. <laughs> <laughs> he, he glares at you. I think I mean, I'll do business with someone who's serious, and he talks to Ray. Never thousand credits, mate. You obviously want it. You obviously like it. So that's that's my lowest offer. I'm not going above seven hundred. And he's like pinching his brow at this point. He mutters something in Yusaki. You can't understand him. Um, Go on. All right. Uh, Eight hundred. I, I can. What do you mean you can't? I, I, my ceiling is 700. What'd you come over if you can't afford... He's looking at this power glove and he takes a panel off of the side of it and he fiddles with something. Right, there you go. That's 750. What did you do to it? Huh? What did you do with it? Took one of the damage outputters out of it. You've tampered with it? Yes. Well, now it's worth like 400. You can't just... Yeah, that's like no, 400. No, it is worth just... 750. Do you know how much these things go for on black market? Oh, shouldn't say that. <laughs> no, I don't. Perhaps you do. Yeah, we're good <laughs> ethical people who don't buy black market weapons, as I'm sure you are a good ethical dealer no. who doesn't sell black market weapons. Absolutely. You're very likely to not find anyone else that's willing to buy something like that for any money Especially at all. Especially after it's been tampered with. Especially after you've taken bits out of it, which I'm assuming you're going to put back in. Well, it depends if you're going to go up to how much it's worth in terms of price. 750 It's a good fair price, admit it. Yeah. And let's be fair, if it, if it fell off the back of a lorry, you're 750 credits up on it. Can I get a, a diplomacy roll from both of you? Ooh. No, we just roleplayed it. Yeah, but this this is the clincher. You want to convince okay, him. So that's, okay, so that's a 16 for V, uh, 14 plus 2. See? Two plus 2 for diplomacy. 8 for radar. <laughs> okay, sure. So he's like, all right, fine. 750, ego. And he uh, slots the, the device back in. But I gather you two are not just looking for a power club, you're looking for other stuff as well? Well, hold your horses there, buddy. V, I need 500 credits, I'll pay you back. Uh, v, v, like, concentrates for a second, and then out in the street, the little meerkats, like, who are playing with Flyby, just see Flyby rocket upwards suddenly, shoot through the hoop just for fun, and then zip over to V. They all cheer. And then V just like holds her arm out for a second. And the hoop is on fire. <laughs> the hoop is not on fire. And <laughs> the ghoul ghost things are gonna colon are gonna oh, come yeah. and cause mystery. But uh, yeah, V just holds out the hand and Flyby just swoops past, drops their cred stick into their hand, and hands it over. 
Thank you. And then flyby vanishes again. They're going to go back to uh, Mel Patrol. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, um, he kind of like holds his cred stick out expectantly. So he says, "All right, go on then. Seven fifty, fully repaired. Radar taps two fifty from his onto it, and five hundred from V's. Thank you, V. Yeah, it's quite all right. All right. All right. Well, I owe you five hundred credits. Don't let me forget. Thank you, gentlemen. Pleasure doing business with you. And here are your chosen goods, sir. Would you like them wrapped, or do you just want to walk out? We're not quite done yet. You're right yeah. in that that's not the only thing you're after. Right. Now that we know we can do business with you, so... Yeah, he offers his hand to shake out to you. <laughs> Radar. Uh, Radar, Radar shakes it with the non-battle-gloved hand. Good, um, yes. Yeah. And that's the power one, yeah? Battle yep, glove power. power glove. You now have a functional power glove that you bought for a fraction of the price it should have been. Oh my god, it was such a bargain. Thank you so much for that. That's all right. <laughs> I wasn't going to let you have that easily, but yeah. Yeah, well, we had to roleplay for it. Roleplay mm. hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so say you're in the market for some home defense items. Nothing entirely lethal, but nothing that won't kill someone if they're determined. If you know Defensive I mean. stuff. Yep, I get your meaning. I get your meaning. So no landmines or nothing. Um, nothing too yes. obtrusive. It's a residential area. But yeah, nothing. I'm nothing thinking... would destroy infrastructure if you could. Oh, personal own defense. All right. Yeah. And Cap capture and release, preferably. But if they're persistent, I don't mind if it kills them. He's like scratching his chin. Um, his cybernetic uh, eye blinks once or twice. Ooh, let me let me help you. We're looking. We're in the range for something sort of net based. Net based. All right. Well, give me a second. Give net a second. and electricity based also works well. He holds his finger yeah. up and he's like, um, he trots over to his ordnance pile again. He's going through it, and he pulls out this. Uh, it, it's like an old fishing net. It's like uh, a sort of ancient plastic fishing net, and it's got bits of like it looks like dried seaweed on it. I don't know where the fuck he got this thing from. There's um, no oceans on this planet. Yeah, so this is not from round here, as they say. <laughs> That's not local. It's been a while you sock you around, aside from Riders Mum, I guess. One of them might have bought it from, I don't know, some Asian planet somewhere. Yeah, you know the story. Fellow for Laurie, yada yada yada. Oh, of um, course, you know. Yeah, what, do you guys, what do you guys want for this? Uh, I mean, what's the potential for electrification or something like this? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's plastic. It's probably not the best um, mm. kind of net for electrification. Right. Do you sell bailing wire? He goes over to his ordnance pile again and he pulls out, it looks like um, this very thin wire. It looks like it, it was used like, as like a trip wire for a, a landmine. Yeah. Well, will this do? That'll do. Yeah, I'll take uh, as, mu as much of that as you got. And he's just scanning over. While you're looking for that shopkeep, have you got anything in like a low yield small personal rocket motor? Oh, you small person rocket motor. Wow, you boys know your kit, don't you? Um, well, yeah, we've got to make the net propelled, so, you know. Yeah, I'll get you, I'll get you, I'll get you. Um, when I mean, they're talking to a soldier and a weapons developer. Yeah. yeah. Well, this guy obviously is some kind of wheel dealer of some kind. He's, he's, he's shady a, as fuck, is what Yeah, he he's is. got a cigarette hanging off his lip. He's got one side of the guy, scruffy as fuck. And, yeah, he's looking through all of his kit again. And he gets you pretty much everything you need. It looks, again, looks very secondhand. Um, but this is all of the stuff you need to build a functioning net launcher, I'll say. Right, and then uh, that should take care of that. The launching system I can build in-house. Right. You got you guys doing the scrap beep challenge? In a manner of speaking. The what? You know, on, on the blood sports, the scrap beep challenge. You know, um, two people go in, one, one, one person comes out. 
you have to like build weaponry and whatnot. I'm. It's, on the, it's on the Olinet. Oh, it's very popular here. It's, Did uh, you know about this? I am not familiar with this concept. Is there a tournament? Uh, well, I mean, there's tons of stuff in in Arl, in the capital. There's a coliseum full of it. Is there oh. team based? Well, I assume so. I don't know. You probably have to go through the right channels in order um, to get on the show and whatnot. But I reckon you two would be really good at it, seeing what the sort of stuff you come up with. Be when we're done here. Would you like? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? What? Utterly crush the opposition. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Uber not late at the end. I mean, weren't aware of this, but we are now. It would be brutally efficient. I'm not even sure it'd be fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how much for these parts? 500 credits. A whole lot. Hmm. 400. I mean, considering there's a lot of construction involved. Yeah. And I bet these came off the back of a lorry as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Honestly, I'm, yeah. I'm just happy to see the back of this stuff. So, yeah, go on, 400. Don't ask me for credits. I got none. Yeah. Said <laughs> Radar hiding 96 credits. Don't do my tally, mate. Pleasure doing business yeah. with you, sir. Yeah, so right. You have a lovely yeah. day. Yep, yeah, and you Thanks. too. Thanks. Um, oh, God, I'm adopting the accent. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Tabs and Mel are like... Uh, they look like they're done. They've got a full basket. They're kind of looking around for you. They're pointing towards the, the exit sort of thing. It looks like they're finished. Okay, uh, V's going to bag up the nets, the uh, the capacitors, all the, the bits they built, the, the bits they bought to build the uh, launcher. Cool. All right. And, and yeah, you kind of walk away from the stall. Um, the Osaki seller is talking to a goblin now. He looks like he's buying like a, a rail gun that's bigger than he is. And yeah, you sort of make your way back over to... Um, and Mel. And they, they got to the bottom of their shopping list now. Mel's got a big basket of provisions, different kinds of fresh fruit, veggies, spices, meat wraps in brown paper, different kinds of fish, rice, lentils, and two red paper lanterns. Right, that should be everything. Um, are you boys done shopping? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, it's just the, the basics, you know. Right, well, um, we should probably head back soon. We've got some acrobics in the afternoon. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, fair enough. I mean, uh, you know, I think we're pretty much done. A bit of swim so. exercise. Aquarobics, you say? That could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a bit of an oldies class. It's just a bit of exercise. Keeps, keeps me nice and limber. Keeps me fit, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, you're sort of um, walking towards the exit now. Can I get a perception roll from both of you? 22. I rolled low. Uh, I rolled lower. Uh, 17 for the... Maths, maths, maths. That's fine. Number. Yeah. Um, so Tams and Mel are kind of um, walking on ahead, back to the runabout. And on your way out... You both see in a sort of dark corner of this place, away from the rest of the activity, there is a, an Akeshti male slumped against the wall. And they're on a tattered old rag, and they're kind of shaking slightly. They've got a, an old rusty cred stick held out in front of them in a, a little wooden begging bowl. Very tattered rags, and they've got a dirty white blindfold across their eyes. What? Sorry, what, what species are they again? Uh, Akeshti. So they're like the little lizard people, the red-skinned lizard people. Ah, um, Red, Red, Radar's going to be just hold there a sec. But he's going to go over and get his cred stick out and tap six credits in. Okay, you uh, got suckered. I bet he's pretending. He's going to get up and yeah. run off when you're done. So you tap the cred stick against this um, uh, begging bowl. Yeah. And he lifts his head up, sort of slightly higher than he should do to look at you, but it looks like he's sniffing the air. He says, "Thank you, you're Martin." I'm sorry. What? I can 
taste your shape. He cracks a smile, and this black and red ichor drips down his cheek from under his blindfold. See, told you, he's doing drugs. What happened to you? Velvet. Uh, red. I told you, he's literally doing drugs. He's just said velvet, which is red velvet, which is the drug <sighs> that can also be All right, rocket v, fuel. Thank you. Thank you, V. Yes, I, I managed to put two and two together. <laughs> And he, he sort of like hungers back down. He goes back to sort of shaking with his little little bane ball. Wow. Uh, yeah, Radar's going to sort of walk away from that. And yeah, you got suckered. That stuff fucks you up. Yeah, he's going to spend it on drugs now. You're enabling the drug yes. trade. I gave him a chance. It's what he does with it. Tabs all like sort of um, talked to you. Said, um, "Oh, Radar, you didn't give any money to the Velveteer, did you?" A Velveteer. Yes, that that little fella in there. You... He's just going to spend it on drugs. You should have, I, I, I usually buy those people a cup of coffee when I see them. That way they can't spend the money on drugs. It's it's very sad, I know it is, but you've, you've got to give them a bit of tough love sometimes, you know? I'll, uh, I'll buy them a sandwich next time. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm surprised the Kaolin are allowing it. I mean, what are they good for if they're letting druggies just, like... V? He could smell my shape. Uh... <laughs> Weird way of saying it. I'm assuming he'd also see your shape, considering he's only got a blindfold on one eye. No, he had no, a blindfold over both, both eyes. Oh, I thought you said over both one. eyes. Yeah. No, no, both eyes. Both eyes. And I don't know. Maybe these these little lizard people have got some kind of like olfactory super sense, or maybe red velvet not only fucks you up but enhances some of your other senses. Or maybe he's doped <laughs> to the eyes or the lack of eyes. I don't know. And he's just chatting shit to get begging money. If he's chatting shit to get begging money, that was a hell of a trick because he did not know what I looked like. <laughs> Let's just go back to the runabout. So yeah, um, you all pile back into the runabout. Um, Mel's got like her little basket of shopping on her lap. They all buckle in. Uh, yeah, we'll do the pre-flights, make sure everything's good, and then we'll head home. Okay. Um, yeah, those little Yosaki meerkats run out and they kind of wave at you as you um, as, as Fly Guy sort of like gets back into the runabout. And the oh. engines start up, and yeah, you take off back into the sky. And you start heading back towards Arl. Yeah. Moshi Moshi, and once again, thank you for listening to Cosmopunk. If you're still hankering for more, check out our Twitter and the community Discord. Links are in the description below. If you want to support us, check out our Kofi store. Tips from amazing people are very much appreciated. We'll be seeing you all in two weeks' time for another episode. But until then, shoot straight and roll high. Bye! <laughs>